Welcome to the Matters of the Heart podcast with me, Bishop Sharon Jones. This podcast is designed to equip, empower, support, and change lives through a whole and healthy relationship with God while dealing with the matters of the heart. I want you to download, subscribe, follow, and share this app with your friends. While you are listening, invite them to join in. It can only be a blessing. I know something is going to be said that will bless you and give you strength for your journey. Now listen in. Over these past few weeks, we have been discussing debt cancellation and money management, how to manage what has been placed in your hands. God inspired on my heart that this is our season of the open door. It's our season of increase and overflow. I believe that. We've got to learn how to manage our money or it will manage us. One of my past guests said that. We've got to learn how to manage our money or it will manage us. Money is mentioned a number of times in the Bible. If we include the words gold, silver, wealth, riches, inheritance, debt, poverty, and related topics, it turns out that the Bible pays a great deal of attention to financial matters more than nearly any other subject. Why? Because I believe and I know we need money to survive and God wants us to survive. God does not just want us to exist. He wants us to survive. He does not desire his people to be left in want. What does it look like? Let me ask you a question. What does it look like for a man to own all of the money in the world and his son or his daughter is a beggar unless they choose this for their life? The same is with our God. He wants his people to have the abundance and best of everything. And, and listen, and we must want this for our own life. There is a story in the Bible of talents. The Bible of the ten talents not only has a spiritual meaning, bringing in souls to the kingdom, but it also has a natural side, a financial side to the meaning. It involves what has been placed in our hands and what we're doing or not doing with what has been placed in our hands. It involves your investment, wise investments, whether you are investing, saving or giving. What are you doing with it? Are you sitting on it, doing nothing and feel easy about no increase coming in? What is your story? In Matthew 25, there is a rich man. There is a rich man who probably was an investor because he had many goods. As he prepares to go on a trip, he makes sure his goods, his money, will still be working for him while he is away. So the rich man delegates the management of his wealth to his servants, much like investors in today's markets. He gives five talents, a large unit of money, to the first servant, two talents to the second, and one talent to the third. What do they do with what he has placed in their hands? 
two of the servants earned 100% returns by trading with the funds. And the third servant hides the money in the ground and earns nothing. He sits on it. When the rich man returns, and and as all good businessmen do, he checked on his money. Let's, Let's say he called it a board's meeting. They all begin to give their reports. The first worker that he had given, let's say $5,000, had worked hard and brought in $5,000 more. Now he has $10,000. Good job. The second worker whom he had given $2,000 worked hard and brought in $2,000 more. Now he has $4,000. Good job. The rich man had an increased total of $7,000. He now has $14,000. Now the third worker came in to his boss to give his financial report and gives him the $1,000 that the boss had given him before he left. He did absolutely nothing. The boss The rich man blesses the two that made more with what they had and severely punished the one who did nothing. What are you doing with what is in your hands? God has said, this is the season of increase. This is the season of the overflow. This is the season of the turnaround. You don't have to have an abundance of riches in order for God to bless you. Let me say that again. You don't have to have an abundance of riches in order for God to bless you, but you need to be doing and to do something. What are you doing with what he has placed already in your hands? Are you spending everything that you get? Are you saving anything? Are you investing anything wisely? These men took what was in their hands and worked it. All right, let me go back. Two of these men took what was in their hands and worked it. One did absolutely nothing. The meaning of the parable, the meaning of the talents in the parable extends far beyond financial investments, yet the particular talent invested in the parable is money. God has given each person a wide variety of gifts and he expects us to employ those gifts in his service. But in this parable, he was talking about money. God expects for us to take the money that he has placed in our hands, whether big or little, and grow it honestly. The servant with the five got five more. The servant with the two got two more. God expects us to grow the gifts we've been given according to our ability. God was not looking for the servant with the two to get five. No, work with what you have and make it grow. He was not even looking for the man with the one to get two or five more. Work with what you have and make it grow. 
You want to be a part of the overflow, the increase. I know you want to be a part. Use your coins wisely. Stop spending everything you have and learn to save and invest wisely. What are you doing with what you have in your hands? The money in your hands. Listen, look at your hands. Look at your hands. Maybe pick up your pocketbook or pull your wallet out and look at it. What are you doing with it? God expects us to use it wisely and not waste it. And this is something we must teach our children at an early age. If you can remember my podcast guest, Twala Prindle Ivy, president and founder of Cash Kids, she shared that through her foundation, she teaches children basic financial and entrepreneur principles, such as learning the difference between assets and abilities, learning the importance of goal uh, setting and finding your passion to fulfill your purpose, how to save their money. Her students vary from ages three years, three years old. Yes, you heard me right three years old to 19 years old. They're not too young to learn about money. Children recognize money at an early age. It was a time when you could just put a quarter in a little child's hand and they would be happy. Now you put a quarter in their hand and they look at this and they say, I want $5. <laughs> we must teach them from, from their earned allowances. Don't just give them a, an allowance. Make them earn their allowance and then show them how to save their allowance and not spend it all on candy and toys and junk. N now it's all right. Listen, now it's all right to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Teach them this. That it's all right to enjoy the fruit of your labor. It's all right to enjoy the money that you've, you've earned uh, from keeping your, your room clean. But learn to save something and not spend it all. I remember when I was a child, my sister tried to teach me the importance of saving. She would tell me, save $2. Now, uh, $2 when I was a child was big money. It was. And she would tell me, don't spend everything you have. Save something. Good advice, huh? Yes, that was good advice. If only I had listened to wisdom then. Open a savings account for your children. And then let them see their money grow. They will be happy. Children, when they see... I, I, I had $2, now I have 10 I had $10, now I have 100 That'll make them happy. It'll make you happy too. <laughs> the parable of the 10 talents depicts or represents saving and investing as a godly thing to do. Let me say that again. The parable of the 10 talents represents saving and investing as a godly thing to do. Who is telling this parable? Jesus. He is telling us how to manage our money. In the end, the Lord of the house praises the two trustworthy servants with the words, well done, good and faithful servant. 
In these words, Jesus shows us that the master cared about the motivation, the drive, and the enthusiasm his workers had with what was in their hands, what he had placed in their hands. The methods are the ways in which they used what he gave them and what results they got by what they did with what he had placed in their hands. The motivation, method, and results are important. Listen, they are. The motivation, the method, and the results are important. And they require strategically planning for the purpose of earning a return. Oh, you've got to want to earn a return. Not start off with two and end with two, but start off with two and end up with 2,000. God has said, I, and I believe this. God has said, and I believe this, and I've said this more than one time. This on this podcast, this is the season of increase. It's the season of the overflow. And we can't have an increase or an overflow if we haven't put anything in. We can't have an increase or an overflow if we constantly eat up everything that has been placed in our hands. God wants to bless us. How many of you believe that? God wants to bless us. He wants to give those who are living all they know how to live for him an increase. Sometimes Christians go about their day-by-day activities handling money in a careless way as if money were unholy to God or that it really doesn't matter to God what we do with it. But this parable overturns that notion. We should invest our skills and abilities. Yes, we should. But we should also save and grow our wealth and the resources made available to us. Save something. You need to to tell your own self right right now. You need to start saving something. If you're not saving, save something. Open a savings account and accrue interest on it. I say it again. Don't spend everything that you have. Say something. Save something. The old generation used to say, save something for a rainy day. Put money in bonds and CDs. Income taxes here. How much weave did you buy? (laughs) How many eyelashes did you buy? How many outfits did you buy? How many bills did you pay off? How much did you put in the savings account? How many bonds or CDs did you purchase? I know some of you stretch your eyes, but what did you do with the money that you no longer have? The implication of the parable of the talents is that we are to use whatever talents we've been given wisely and to the best of our ability for the glory of God. God does not praise us for how much debt we are in, no. He doesn't say, good job, Sharon uh, Jones, for all of that debt you have over there, no. But how much did we increase what he's given us? He praises us 
And, and then he, 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 he gives us more and can trust us with more when he sees what we've done with what he's already given us. I say that again. And he sees he can trust us with more when he sees what we do with what he has placed in our hands. Listen. We must be disciplined in tithing and be a consistent tither. Be a, a disciplined giver and then be, a, be consistent in our giver. But God is concerned about our being a good steward over the 90% left in our hands. What are we doing with what's in our hands? Make it personal. What are you doing with what's in your hands? Enjoy the fruit of your labor. Yes, enjoy it. I'm not saying you have to save everything, but don't spend everything. Save some seed for next year's planning, planting. Save some seed. For next year's planting. Let me say that again. Save some seed for next year's planting. Don't start out with nothing because you were, you were not wise and you ate up all the seed. Save some seed. Put some money in the bank. Save some money. Invest wisely. Don't spend it all up. Teach your children not to spend up everything they have. But be consistent tithers, consistent givers, and then be wise with the 90% that God has left in your hands. God looks at us. He sees us. He search our hearts. Are they wise with what I've already given them? Oh, I can trust them. They don't spend it all up. They don't eat it all up. I can trust them. That's what I want God to see when he looks at my finances. I want him to know and to understand that he can trust me. How about you? Do you want God to see and to know that he can trust you and then give you more. We talk about being millionaires. huh? We talk about being millionaires and God wants that for, my God, God owns everything. The cattle on a thousand hill belongs to our God and God wants us to have. It's nothing wrong with having and being in the church. It's not a sin to have money and to have possessions and be in the church. God owns everything. And if he is my father and he owns everything, then me being his child, or I should have a piece of the pie too. What about you? Be wise with your money. I say it again, don't eat up all of the seed. Save some seed for next year's planning. Don't start out with nothing because you were not wise and ate all of the seed. I thank you 
for joining the Matters of the Heart podcast. Tune in next time when we bring another inspiring and uplifting word that will equip, empower, support, and change your life. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious. My Lord, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I speak sweet peace today, a peace that passes all understanding. What are you doing with what God has placed in your hands?